Welcome to Notes from Your Acupuncturist, the podcast for anyone who's interested in acupuncture, complementary medicine, holistic health, and self-care. I'm your host, Alexa Bradley-Halsey. Today, I am joined by Mary Morrison. Mary is a licensed acupuncturist, practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine, Qigong practitioner, and lifelong wellness coach. Today, Mary and I are going to talk about how people heal. Mary, welcome. Thank you, Alexa. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. I feel like there is so much that we could talk about on this subject of how people heal. And I want to start by just learning a little more about you. You're a licensed acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, but your true passion is helping people resolve illness through the practices that you teach. So could you talk a little about how you discovered that passion and why it's so important to you? Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, Great question. Well, um, you know, I I have been a licensed acupuncturist since 2010. And uh, I was taught from the very beginning in school, and maybe you will find some, some, uh, resonance, but it's, it was more about, it was definitely the technical, right? We get the philosophy, the technical, we merge it all together in, in clinic, but the school that I was taught at really had an emphasis on how are you showing up as a human being with this other human being Mm. that was, that has stayed with me, frankly, throughout my journey since I, since graduation. And so from that it's, it's, so it was, it wasn't just about the needles, although that's important to know, you know, how do you needle someone where you put the points, but how to show up as a, um, practitioner. So what else, how the healing presence is actually a term that comes to mind. Mm. How are you creating a healing presence if you never stuck a needle in them, mm. how could you move the chi, what we know as chi, right? Life force mm-hmm. for them uh, without actually putting in a needle. So that's a you know provocative and, and a really great um, thing to be thinking about. And uh, so I've had a lot of time to think about, yeah, if I didn't have any needles in my pocket, how could I help somebody uh, navigate something really challenging? So that's basically what I've, you know, I've, I've done kind of fits and starts of that. Like what, what does that inquiry uh, look like? And, and, you know, what does it mean to actually show up as a practitioner actually doing that? So how that might look at a practical level. So when people would come in for me for an acupuncture appointment, I often would coach them on things that would strike me as kind of off that they would say, Mm. um, there would be something about what they said that didn't feel right in my body. And Mm. so I had been trained in school. And then shortly thereafter, uh, I joined in an apprenticeship, uh, by one of the founders of the school, the school I went to was at that time, Thai Sophia Institute, and now the Maryland university of integrative health. So at the time, one of its founders, main founders, uh, Robert Duggan, Bob Duggan, uh, he asked me to join an apprenticeship where he mm. was teaching not only um, wellness providers such as acupuncturists, but we would gather monthly at his office to uh, even CEO types were there. Anybody who would like to learn the ways to show up as a healing presence, no matter where you were. So this would be at 
the executive level. This would be, you know, at the community level, this would be as a wellness practitioner. So that's what I have been in that conversation. I have been engaged in that conversation a long time, but it hasn't been only until very recently that I have decided that that is actually how I want to bring my, uh, you know, gifts to the world is to really coach, like peel the coaching part away from acupuncture Mm -hmm. and really provide that as a service to really ask questions or questioning into people that say, you know, I have back pain and, or I've had chronic illnesses and that's just how it is. And so we learn to unpack what, what is the sensations you're feeling? When did this start? We're how powerful you are as a human being in, in, and that power is actually showing up in the discomfort. Like the discomfort is the wisdom. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. So that's a different way of looking at it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's not how people are like, Oh, I'm, I'm broken. (laughs) Right. Let's banish this discomfort because it means there's something wrong with me. Exactly. So I don't believe that at all. And actually having you know, also added a Qigong certification to my, you know, healing tools, the Qigong practices that I teach reinforce that same message of your body can absolutely heal, but are you aware of the other things that are going on? That's adding to that discomfort. Do you know, you have that much power to actually heal. And, and I would also say though, because sometimes it's too narrow of a focus healing, right? Yes. It's, it's too narrow because there are some things that are just a mystery. Yes. Right. We have no, huh? <laughs> like, why is this persisting? I do Qigong and I do whatever and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, there's that. Oh, I, there's so much I want to ask you about in response. So I want to, I want to talk about Qigong because I think a lot of our listeners don't know what Qigong is. Um, and so I want to, but I want to get back to that because there's a couple of things that you said that I'd like to, a couple of threads that I'd like to pick up. As you're talking, it reminds me of being in acupuncture school and learning from some of the classical texts. I remember learning that acupuncture was just one, one modality, one tool, and it often was not the first prescribed tool. Often in the classical textbooks, they talk about doing many other things before acupuncture and that acupuncture is, I don't want to call it a last resort, but it was a, a more, it, it was a tool that you used when you had already exhausted some other options and that there are other powerful ways of healing that don't involve a needle. Yeah. And then this other thing that you said about discomfort being your source of power. I mean, I think that that just really flips the whole narrative around in the way that we view illness and disease in our culture and Mm -hmm. pain, because we see that as we see pain and disease as weakness. We see it as, like you said, a sign that I am broken and need to be fixed. And you're saying that it's the opposite of that potentially. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, I, I just get real curious with, you know, kind of like how how did we get to the point of where we are now (laughs) 
where um, a, a lot of, maybe you'll also resonate with this, but you know, a lot of people, practitioners, colleagues, we're, we're getting a, a version of acupuncture, Chinese medicine, that's not its true form, I believe. Right. You know, it's true form. You know, I'm not even the authority on that either, right? I just, I have a, based on the practitioners that I really love and admire, it's, I, I feel like as what I've learned is a version of the true medicine, but the true medicine, but the, but, but the cool thing about that, right. It, it still works. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> like you trained at a different school than I did, but, and if people, people, the same person would come to each of to, to us for the same thing, we would approach it differently because here's the art part, right? Yes. Um, and they actually might, we would come at it maybe from two different perspectives. And yet I bet you yes. they would feel better. Yes. Or something we would, we could get something moving. But I think what I, I'm often wondering about is if there's a problem, right? Problem to fix, then there's an industry there, right? There's a oh, whole yes. machine right there. Yes. And, you know, we could get into the rants about the design, like everything to me is like a design issue, the design mm -hmm. of Western medicine and how it's evolves in our modern world is really about, my perspective is someone's, you know, in pain, discomfort, They're, they weren't really taught how to pay attention to know when to go, oh, maybe this is the point where I should get some advice. A lot of times we're like, no, 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 I, I you know, I, they wait till it gets worse. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Western medicine may or may not have a solution. A lot of times, I don't know about you, but my clients or patients come in and they're like, I didn't spend 10 minutes. And they, all they said is they didn't know, and right. we can try this and this. Right. Uh, and then, uh, how, how like just the other day, how can they write down this diagnosis when they were saying, I don't know. <laughs> And right. I, it, it is very curious because there's like the, you know, modern medicine meets insurance and everybody's like, oh, isn't it so great that acupuncture is covered by insurance? And I'm like, maybe. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Right. It's like constantly unpacking. What do you mind? What do we mean by what we're saying about the medicine and how we've come to it and now how we, how you dispense it, how I dispense it. And right. I've just decided that over the years that people have come, most people come to me wanting to be fixed mm -hmm. and I want them to participate. And there's some that will, mm -hmm. and I, and I mean more than like change their diet or right. you know, bend your knees when you're lifting something heavy, something like right. that. Like it's a like real reflection of your body is so wise that it, you, it, right. We separate with that weird language. It, it is you, you, you've parked your you know, pain in your shoulder here. And that's pretty smart. So the body's not going to take, take it any deeper. So let's address what's, what are you shouldering? Right. There, mm -hmm. I was always taught mm -hmm. wherever the pain is, try to think of like the common sayings around that and, and mm -hmm. see what people say, mm -hmm. like question, like, what do you, what do you, what, what's feeling burdensome to you that you're carrying that maybe you just don't need to carry anymore. That's generally how I start. And mm -hmm. so now the whole, the whole lifelong wellness skills that I've been honing this past year is with actually, uh, Bob Duggins who passed away and, um, 
sadly in 2016, his daughter has taken up the, up the mantle. Um, but she no longer is a, she's also an acupuncturist or was, and no longer does that. She actually just teaches the skills, but through how to create culture change within small businesses. Mm. So you can do these lifelong, these wellness skills, transform your small business or entrepreneurial venture to do good in the world, but also pay attention to the body phenomenon. And that's pretty much the only thing we focus in to get the transformation that you're looking for. So whether you have that's amazing back pain or your uh, P and L is like, you're in the red. <laughs> yeah. Like, so they're actually mirroring. <laughs> so you're saying there's, there's no separation there between right? there the isn't physical body and the, the mental body or your mental output. None. That's a construct that, that, yes. that we believed. Yes. And that, so that just makes me think that now when we're trying to fix physical symptoms or that's actually counterproductive or could be counterproductive because it just deepens the chasm between the physical body and the mental psychological emotional state of a person yeah yeah i mean i i i don't want anybody suffering right sure of for anything not. right but there is this almost like prolonged suffering we engage with people when yeah it's really cool right when you stick a needle in they're like oh my headache's gone that just says how powerful this this medicine is yes that's a testament but it's also a testament to their see what your body does when i you know it's like i'm listening yes i'm applying my know-how but your body is so brilliant it actually can relax and let go the blood is flowing the chi is flowing things are happening and that's your body right mm -hmm. i'm just listening mm -hmm. right with pulses or looking at the tongue or watching the face color change or right so it's really a testament to how like that's the power that i want people to get that we can unlock without even a needle being yes. inserted that reminds me of a patient i was treating once who was having shoulder pain and we had done a number of treatments for her shoulder pain it would improve temporarily after an acupuncture treatment and then the pain would settle back in which is which often occurs with acupuncture we get some temporary relief and then the pain comes back and one day as i was pulling her needles after a treatment she said i think that i'm having shoulder pain because of the grief of being abandoned by my mother yeah and i was like wow that is amazing and that insight came from her she and i never talked about her mother it came from her and the needles it were almost like antenna helping her to yeah. tune into that and yeah. so then then she could go forward with some very profound healing because mm -hmm. that's that was the source of that of yeah. that shoulder pain was that psychological pain what, what comes to mind is the your body is a history mm. of what's already happened. Mm -hmm. So you can really take anything, right? Yes. Right now. You don't ever have to go back into, although, you know, therapy's great and fine. There's some issues I have with Western psychology, but you don't have to go back and dig it up because life is happening right now. And the things that aren't quite resolved or you haven't grieved over or you're still angry about are actually showing up right now. So we yes. deal with that. And that's like, 
that's why I find the coaching, the, the process that I'm doing, it's not even a process. It's the, the questioning so powerful is because we don't have to go. It's all right there. It's, it's, it's right with the person yes. showing up. It's moment yes. to moment really is what it is. So, and even just with the, even with the Qigong, there was somebody who came back into my office. She hadn't been in a while, but we were reminiscing she came in for acupuncture, but we were talking about the Qigong that she practiced because she had texted me right before the shutdown in 2020 that she was having the strange pain and she couldn't actually walk or lift up her arm. And she was in the ER and I was texting, coaching like, okay, breathe. And, you know, having her focus in and, and, and I, I did a couple treatments. She had a walker. I mean, she was, they were like, maybe it's MS, but you don't, you know, you're not meeting these markers or these other symptoms. And they were Western, her doctor's like, we don't know. And because of the shutdown, I was also shut down. So I actually couldn't see her, but I could talk to her and text with her. So I just kept reminding her, listen, your body is brilliant. You've come through a lot of other things together, whatever's going on, go back into some of the training that I'd already taught her about how your mind not just your mindset, not like Pollyanna, good vibes thinking. No, no, no. Deep inside the center space of the brain is this is called the Shenji palace. That is incredibly powerful chi that actually resides in that. So I would have her go just, I'm like, do just that inward focus, say a couple Hunyuan Ling Tong, which means all of your intentions that you see for yourself are realized. So you have to, with some discipline, go there. And then, so she would text me after she got out of the hospital saying, okay, I'm doing this and this. And I said, okay, do, do these movements and I'm going to send you some chi. That's the other part of this. This is mm-hmm. when you want chi therapy, which is, it's basically an energy treatment mm-hmm. that I can send to people without being this in the same physical space. Anyway, I said, we set a time. I'm going to give you some treatments, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I want you to imagine you walking, walking again, you're walking again. So between the coaching, the, the sending of the chi treatments and her practicing some movements. So February 13th, to April 29th, and it's quite actually where she lives a hill to climb. So she could not imagine climbing up that hill, walking again. Yeah. And I had her just keep, nope, you're walking, you're practicing, you're walking. There's a picture of her with no walker and she's mm. standing in front of my office door. Oh. Like I did it. Wow. So all of that without a needle, (laughs) without a needle with this unknown, like, what does it matter? What the label is when, when the physical phenomena is I have tingle, I have, I can't move. I think I want my arm to move and it's not, my leg is not moving. I can only move a couple feet, right? Those are what's so, and that's what we deal with because to say, oh, I have MS that's a tightly packed layered nuanced diagnoses, right? Yes. And that doesn't technically exist even in Chinese medicine language, right? It's right. a whole other thing it's called. <laughs> right. So we just deal with phenomena. And so, but she did that. That's like two, what, two months, two and a half months, maybe of her just relaxing, focusing inward, someone know, knowing that she could do this. And she did, she was, and now She's not had a relapse at Amazing. all. So we've been in touch. And now I actually just saw her last week. She's powerful. I mean, that's, yeah. that's all her. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, 
a diagnosis in a in an allopathic medical sense is not even necessary because we we deal with what we see in front of us or you know what is being reported to us in the moment. Yep, I think yeah. that's the incredibly effective and powerful way is just in the moment this life showing up right here. Yes. I want you to talk a little more about Qigong and maybe for people who aren't familiar with Qigong, maybe you could just give us a quick definition of what is Qigong and what it does and why you love it so much. Yeah. I mean, when I was in, um, you know, acupuncture school, we had a six week Tai Chi and we had a six week Qigong, it wasn't actually part of the curriculum. And I remember enjoying it, but I was like, okay. <laughs> What's next? This is nice. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and then I, um, I don't know, there was something about my practice in 2016 um, that I was not quite satisfied with. And then I heard from a colleague who's also a friend telling me about uh, a friend of his who had healed herself from stage four breast cancer. Mm. And I was like, tell me more. And he's mm-hmm. a, he, he practices Qigong regularly. And he's like, well, there's a certain uh, style. It's called Zhenang, Z-H-I-N-A-N-G, Qigong. It's um, that she practices. And she spent a month with one of the, the masters, the high level Gong practitioners in China. And so that was like, that just caught my attention. And I said, oh, hundred percent healed. She's yeah, she's yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I want to know about this. And so that's how it, the door opened. And I spoke with Britta, who I actually interviewed on my podcast as well. And she's coordinates the program is also a very high level uh, practitioner herself. But she, there was this two year certification that, that they have. And this uh, master Yuan Tong Liu is my teacher. He came from training through what was called the and still is called, although they're closed, the medicineless hospital, the Wasa centers in China. Mm. There was two of them developed by Dr. Pang Ming. And he created these hospitals after studying every type of Qigong, going to medical school, getting his, you know, MD in Western medicine, getting his TCM training, like the guy wow. is, <laughs> yeah. yes, wow. he's very, uh, he knows, Qi and modern mm. medicine very well. Anyway, he created the style of, of Qigong where you could completely recover from mm-hmm. illness. And so he opened up uh, two centers, I believe. The main center is where my teacher worked, studied, practiced, had clients, patients. And there was probably, I don't know how, there are a lot of teachers inside the center, but Anyway, you came to the center with some type of ailment and they would, you know, treat you with the Hunyuan Qi therapy and they would teach you practices, meditation, movements. So a lot of um, Qigong can be Meridian style Qigong and that's Mm -hmm. not what this is. It's about the energy, more about the energy centers in the body, cultivating those, Mm -hmm. building those and focusing. So we don't focus on meridian channels at all. Okay. We'll focus on some acupuncture points by way, Yung Chen, you know, all these, uh, as, as more of like energy centers to nourish as you're practicing. So I would say that Tai Chi, um, is more of like, can be a cultivation for wellness, but it's 
the underpinnings of Tai Chi is Qigong mm -hmm. and Qigong is, it's more of about meditation, more about healing the body, particularly this style is about full recovery from illness by doing gentle uh, movements and realizing that a lot of, of the practice has to start first relaxing the mind. This is like one of the first things that I learned is you have to learn how to relax the mind mm. so the body will relax. Mm -hmm. Now you could relax the body and then, but for this style, mm -hmm. it's cultivation of this, um, this chi uh, inside the Shenji palace, which is straight in the center of the brain. And mm -hmm. so we, we focus inward on that and then we go to the movements. Okay. So, so I'm teaching people how to relax deeply through a lot of different ways and then showing them movements about how to open up, you know, the shoulder or the back, or, I mean, there's so, it's like, you know, when you choose an acupuncture point, it's for so many, yes, yes. <laughs> for so many, it's mind, body, spirit, right? It depends <laughs> on what you want, you're choosing it for. Right. Same goes for uh, qigong practice if i want to open up the back a lot there's a couple practices but they don't just open up the back right sure because your whole back's connected to every other part of you so you get the mm -hmm. benefit of improved um mental ability especially if you open up the spine right mm -hmm. you can alleviate help alleviate sadness or depression chronic so I, you know, I'm not the type of person I remember asking Britta who was, uh, Britta Stalling who, who organizes the, um, uh, certification programs. It's like, do I have to practice? <laughs> <laughs> and I I, it's so funny because <laughs> I want to practice what I want to practice, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's like anything, the more you practice, you definitely feel the difference. And how do you become good at what you want to become good at is you, you practice it. You become big, you are a beginner. You yes. humble yourself to go, to go, how is this movement really? Like, I think that's actually the hardest part is, um, and Master Lee would tell the same thing. It's like the Westerners, we doubt so much our power mm -hmm. and then how these gentle movements can really, really shift the body and make a huge difference. It's one of these things that, you know, yes, I have online and soon to be in person again, Qigong classes and teach because it's been incredibly transformative. And just from one of the clients that I just told you about through, she just practiced one thing I told her to practice. Wow. And with the treatments that I gave her and her really cultivating, okay, I can do this. It's kind of like, I, I teach people, I think through all of all the modalities is I got this body. Oh, like we body, that. we body all different ways, right? You body, you have a different body at home. You have a different body at work, perhaps, and mm -hmm. all the circles that you run in. But a lot of times we don't realize how, that we deplete ourselves um, through many ways. But I'm teaching people to come back into this. I got this body. Mm. No matter what's going on, training you how to get there. It, it's it's fairly simple uh, and yes. simplicity, right? I mean, that's what makes the medicine so elegant. Right. And my own thing, what I'm doing is just, I just want a simplicity, simplicity. Like there are very complicated processes out there 
that people will sell you to heal. Mm-hmm. And I am so against that now. It's like, it's not that your body and your life is not complex, but, right. add, but adding complexity is actually, I haven't found that helpful. So what I have found helpful is like, let's just be- get back to the moment mm-hmm. in this moment. What are you noticing? And then wherever you're noticing discomfort, let's just check in with that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's always where we start. It doesn't matter if you're for acupuncture or if you're coming in for the coaching or if you're coming in for the Qigong, it's all about now. It's not about what happened in last year or yesterday. We could talk about that, but I have a feeling that right now is really what's where the, your power is. And would you say that it's also maybe not about where you want to go? Yeah. I mean, I think it helps, but I don't know. I don't know yeah. about you, but these days are yeah. feeling really like, I mean, I have plans too. I have this right. big vision for myself and, and really wanting to support like first nations with buying land back. Like mm-hmm. I'm really into that wanting to really be of service in mm-hmm. that way, in a big way. So that inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I feel like if I can get all of these pieces together and really serve a lot of people, that'll transform people from needing to go to their doctor so much because they've now been trained how to pay attention and what, what their body signals are. And then the cool thing about what I've found about, and maybe you too, is when you treat somebody either through acupuncture or Qigong or even coaching, they just don't keep it to themselves. If someone's more peaceful, and found that there that spreads outward it's so true it's yes. contagious yeah so treating one person as a practitioner when you treat one person you're also treating the other people in their life yep. indirectly yep and so when you teach practices to one person it's the same thing you also that practice then spreads through that other person to the people around them uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's been my w- witnessing yeah. or, or that's what people have told me that, that yeah. their relationships feel a lot more smoother with mm-hmm. themselves. Right. And, and then all the places that matter to them, those relationships feel a lot easier mm-hmm. when I think about that, right? Everything's a relationship. And that, that just gets back to what you were saying in the beginning about being in school and, and being encouraged to think about how you show up yeah. as, as a healer because everyone has the capacity to show up for other people and be a healing presence for themselves and for others. Exactly. Imagine being trained. Imagine being trained to show up as a healing presence. I know. Which, which and, and I think that's why my, my first mentor that was his passion and eventually left the head of the school to do his own thing is to teach CEOs, to teach community activists. You can right. do your work in the world much more powerfully if you learn how to be a healing presence and to learn how to be a healing presence. It's all about coming back to the body. Yes. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> And it's, you know, you'll see a lot of embodiment coaching. I honestly don't know what they mean by that because I don't even like to use that word 
uh, although it'll come out of my mouth when I'm, you know, basically trying to figure out what word could I use to maybe to get their attention. Mm -hmm. But it's really just like, what are you noticing about your body as you move in the circles that Mm -hmm. you move in? Are you relaxed and open? Are you feeling, are you tightening to something, right? It's kind of like, we're either open on the spectrum of open or closing, right? To people in our life. And so you're open and spacious or you're closing Mm -hmm. because tension again, just means there's something here. It's like, um, my other uh, teacher put it, Jade, she was saying, it's like, you're in a fight with life Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. You want it to be different other than it is. And that's a lot what, what's happening with a lot of people. Yes. They don't like how they, their body feels. They don't like what's happening in the world. Yeah. They're in a fight too. with life. Yeah. <laughs> you're in a fight with life and you'll find that that's not a winning, you're not going to win with that. You're going <laughs> to right stress yourself out even more. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to really be in uh, pain, but if we can show up and go, okay, I don't like this, but I can can use this. I can use this tension as power. It's wisdom. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should find some type of work in the world that you'd like to show up for or show up. And so at. do you think, do you think that then the first step for anyone wanting to, whether it's to heal themselves, heal the world around them, would you say that the first step is to first notice what's happening in your own body? Yeah. I mean, Yes, that would be my first suggestion because then you can notice this is as much as it is power. It's also, it's, it's almost like a loss of a concentration of power, right. Mm -hmm. That is, is desiring to be moved. I say, I say. And so if there, if someone is uh, complaining of back pain or constant headaches, yeah. Right. What's, what are the, as you know, right. When we, we ask questions into what do you mean by headache? Where is it? You know, how, when did you notice it last? Right. I consider that a chi leak. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. Where are you leaking? And so, but your wise bodies tucked it in your, your head. And so let's, let's figure out what, what, what do you need to do in order to recognize this as power? And yes, maybe you still need to go to the doctor and get a scan, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not about not doing all the necessary things, but it's Mm -hmm. also about, could you, we reframe this? So as we speak about you, you begin to relax because to me, the relaxation, you beginning to relax is you tuning into your power, your, Mm -hmm. what's right for you. And that's another thing because it's not about, Oh, you've got to do these five steps in order to, you know, heal. It's like, I don't know. Right. You're so different than anybody else. It really comes back to what's happening in your body right now. And what would allow you to be more open, not necessarily feel better Mm -hmm. because uh, there could be more things to unpack but the tamping down of it, the tension is actually, uh, you know, it takes so much effort to keep things tight. Yes. But yes. as you start to unfurl like a, a bud, it's still a little, un- it's uncomfortable <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. But 
but there is something that we're we're in the conversations that I have with people is like it, there's just something about it that feels right. Mm-hmm. Like it's uncomfortable, but I deep down I know this is the right direction and that I trust. I yes. trust your body. I trust everything about what's going on with you. So let's have you uh step more into that. So we can have your true nature, your true power come forth. So so listening and trusting the body. Yeah, which is not easy for many people. It's not because we get we get so many conflicting messages. And also because so much of modern medicine is 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 hiding the body, you know. Exactly. And so we've we haven't learned how to trust the body because we are always told that we have to hide anything that is wrong with the body, whether it is a physical feature or a physical ailment or pain, physical pain, psychological pain. We just, we have to hide that away and, and somehow fit into this definition of what is a healthy person. I know. Doesn't it feel like health is just a billion dollar industry chasing something that is actually not possible because I was, I believe this, like we have about five active symptoms that we all deal with that come and go that actually you're, you're unlikely to kind of like resolve them all, but you could, you could see the wisdom of them. You could Mm -hmm. see the wisdom of them. And then they might start to shift a little bit. But what if we just normalize, listen, you have an amazing body, you can heal and you are going to have discomfort and pain throughout your, the different periods of your life. And it's okay. And you'll know when, you know, through a certain tribe of observation and self-cultivation and some training and some like really good support, mm-hmm. you'll know when to go to the doctor and when not to, I mean, mm-hmm. going to the doctor is a huge industry. Yes. It's so, uh, some people have told me what they go to the doctor for it. And it floors me because grandmother medicine, grandfather mm-hmm. medicine, where did that go? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some things that our ancestors were taught, not too recent ancestors taught about plants that are really good for you to take for X, Y, or Z. Right. That's, it seems to be totally missing and, right. or is, or plants are something to be afraid of. Right. Right. So I find that very curious that we have a a missing in our culture of this knowledge that somehow didn't get transferred to the modern life right now. And it actually scares me quite a bit because Mm -hmm. if we're going to be continually be dependent on pharmaceuticals, I mean, that's already having some really, you know, negative effects on our culture. Right. And then that, that to me gets back to the trusting piece Mm -hmm. and, uh, plant medicine has sustained generations of humans for millennia. Our ancestors survived and gave birth to us eventually because of plant medicine. We didn't always have antibiotics and Listen, antibiotics are great. They've saved they do countless the lives. Um, <laughs> but there's also a place for um, for wisdom 
from a long time ago. And we yeah. can trust, we can trust that there's a place to trust that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have been doing my own just, uh, cultivation of knowledge of plants just recently, just by starting really small. Cause I'm not an herbalist and I, it wasn't part of our program, but mm. I've had a fascination with plants and I have a garden and I have, um, you know, all the things that you can forage for that actually just live and yes. around your home and, learning about what the plant does and how it could help you or what plants to stay away from and what to add to your salad. Don't add that to your salad, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know how nutritious it is and all that stuff. So yeah, it, it's, it's all around us. It is. And so having somebody, you know, call you to that. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that. I didn't have the oh. grandmother growing up saying, Oh, you know, be sure to take this or that, but I know a lot of people do. Um, I'm jealous mm -hmm. of that. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> so Mary, if people are interested in working with you or learning from you, how can they find you? Sure. So you have caught me in, um, right now I have emerging two websites. So let me give you both of them. It's the main one is, is, and will be how you heal.com. And that will be uh, housing the one-on-one -on -one work I do that has a link to the, uh, how you heal community. And that's basically the Qigong practice community. And then it also has basically a link to, for any of my services, uh, consultation, free consultation. Is this work right for you? What I offer the other, you can take a look at but will be merged with how you heal is we are medicine women. That was a podcast project and some coursework I was designing, but I've decided to just merge that into howyouheal.com. They're not quite merged. So we are medicinewomen.com for now, but, but for right now, if you're interested in any of the podcast episodes I've done, where I have talked about Qigong and I have talked about, um, how to find, you know, your power through service, or if you've struggled with weight loss or just body image, especially if you're, you know, BIPOC or, you know, anybody on the fringe of society, you know, I have a, a, some really good podcasts and, and as well as some more information about this lifelong wellness skills, where did that come from? So I've, I've talked to my mentor who is, as, as I've mentioned earlier, is Jay Duggan, who's, um, who's uh, walking me back through these skills so I can offer it powerfully to people. So yeah. The We Are Medicine Women podcast, I have just thoroughly enjoyed. Every Thank conversation you. is so fascinating. And I feel like I learn so much with every, with every conversation. And then your your new podcast is the How You Heal podcast. Yeah. So that will, so We Are Medicine Women podcast will uh, end up with a new logo and, uh, and look and, and a new focus where we are medicine women. I was focused more on like, not necessarily women in healing, but it was more of like, what are the, what I was calling feminine healing, meaning non-linear, non-masculine, basically non-westernized ways in which, yeah. uh, that th they, that are available out there, but also like bringing new eyes to, you know, why is body Im body image constantly, uh, we're always scrutinizing ourselves about our weight, especially as, as women, uh, but certainly everybody and like what size we should be in and how, 
how that gets pathologized, right? Yes. Of a certain weight, right? We even have the Mm -hmm. term overweight, Mm -hmm. but now I'm, I'm refocusing and I am pretty much only interested in stories of hundred percent or close to recovery from illness. So these will be case studies about such as my client, for example, stories about how someone did something and they fully recovered, but through Qigong or the energetic medicines. That's what I'm interested in. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. I I think, I think there needs to be a platform for that because I'm not interested in managing. I'm interested in full recovery. And those are the stories I want to tell. Yeah. Because it's possible. I want to inspire people. It's like, oh, that, that is possible. Or if it's not on the path, you're going to feel better about being in your body. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the message I want to get people to do. Completely healing. That's amazing. It does happen more than you think. And along the way is finding more, much more ease and spaciousness where you are right now. I love that. Yeah. Well, I am really looking forward to the How You Heal podcast. Yeah. Sounds coming amazing. out soon. Great. <laughs> I'll have to leave it at that. <laughs> Of course, I'm well, on Facebook and all that, you know, Instagram on how you heal. That's that's all there too. So, and we'll put links to everything in the show notes. Great. Um, speaking of podcasts, you ask a very interesting question at the end of the We Are Medicine Women podcast of all of your guests. So, I want to turn around and ask you that question. Mm. And that question is, what is your medicine? Jeez. Okay. So, my medicine is like really listening, listening to you with my whole body, not just with my ears and not just with what I'm seeing, but really listening how my body's uh, reacting to whatever you're saying and whatever you're doing. And if something doesn't quite feel right, have the courage, because I don't always do this, but have the courage to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's slow down. You just said something that I find myself wondering about. And now I'm not paying attention to you. Mm. So let's not do that because mm-hmm. you've, you've sought me out and you're paying, you know, me to be here to get, you know, my opinion or, or consult. So let's just, so that is my medicine. Mm. When I truly practice that, that changes everything. And, and people can get to a level of noticing in their body because people know it's, mm-hmm. they, it's just having the space just to show up however they are. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's my ongoing practice yeah. of that medicine. Be, being heard is so incredibly healing. Isn't it? Yes. It just really is. So yes. that's, that's where we start. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. This has <laughs> um, just I know. been this wonderful. Has been great. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, the pleasure's really, been mine. Thank really, you. Really, really appreciate it. If you're interested in keeping up with Mary, you can learn more about all the services she offers at howyouheal.com and wearemedicinewomen.com. Thank you all for listening today. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating or a review. And if you want to join the conversation, 
Please subscribe to Notes from Your Acupuncturist on Substack, where you can comment, ask questions, participate in discussion threads, watch videos, and read more of my reflections on acupuncture, acceptance, healing, and self-love. Until next time, this is Alexa Bradley-Hulsey, your acupuncturist, signing off with love and gratitude.